This is the Balancing Act by Security Compass, your guide to going fast while staying safe in today's digital world. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast today. Uh, thank you very much, Malou, for joining us in this podcast. You're welcome. Nice to be here with you, Altas. Great. So, Malou, we hear a lot about uh, balanced development automation where uh, traditionally, the focus has largely been on how do we automate pipelines and how do we automate development, but uh, there's there's the shift where we need to also begin to consider things like risk and compliance, things that are important to the business. So can we maybe kick it off and, and can you talk a little bit at, at the very strategic levels of an organization? How can the business and risk executives kind of align and balance themselves on, on uh, development automation? Sure. Well, clearly, this is one of the most complex questions you're asking for executives. And, and the reason I'm saying that is because through, you know, throughout my career, I've had roles where I've been responsible for quality in many companies, whether it be phone manufacturing, semiconductor manufacturing, IT software services, IT operational services. And so through my lifetime, I just became enamored with how to ensure that risk was not overhead. So there's a balance, just like there's a balance on uh, development automation and how much to automate and not to automate and what controls to put in place. This is the same tension that you have in just about every, every industry that's trying to eliminate manual processes, right? Mm-hmm. So quality circles, I would think, is one of the first things that any executive leader that has been successful in, in balancing this act has had a notion of. When your executives don't have a notion of how to implement quality programs, then then the cost of poor quality will show in your product itself or your service at the end of the day. And when you have this, then it can also be measured in terms of, you know, attrition or uh, lack of customer satisfaction and so forth. So the challenge here is how do we think of this in terms of what are the measurements or the metrics at the end of the line in that development lifecycle that ultimately impact your end customer, okay? And then how do you understand uh, that metric itself. So if that's a parent metric, what are the children along the way in the plan, deliver and operate functions of DevOps that need to be thought about? As you do that, what has worked for me really well is understanding how to run governance. So you asked me about, you know, how should we think of a GRC? Well, the problem with the current notion of GRC is that GRC is usually played as an audit. And you will see that in the regulation. Case in point, you have the GDPR, you have the CCPA, you have SOX. Now you're also gonna have CMMC coming at us, which actually becomes effective as we speak this month for Department of Defense suppliers of services and products. So you're dealing with audit, Self-attestation, third-party audits, that's still an end-of-the-line process. It's not a DevOps process. So the magic really is, how is it that as we evolve 
into a more digital set of processes and case in point we're living through uh, the COVID situation where more businesses are having to become more digital as a result of uh, having to eliminate manual processes there will be pressure and tension in the ones that make it and the ones that don't as a business because you have to shift left the ability to understand those measurement systems all the way to the beginning of the line right like anything else if the quality defect starts at the beginning of the line and you automated junk you're just automating more junk faster and at the end of the line you're going to have more price to pay right you have a higher cost of poor quality so let me take us let me take a moment and see if that if that resonates with you and if that's kind of how you were thinking about the kind of question you asked yes absolutely and many times when we consider the alignment uh, between executives we usually have to consider things that would be uh, important ultimately to the business as you highlighted uh, quality is one of them attrition is another one and how do we now align against those particular issues i think becomes really paramount let me dig a little bit deeper on this malu now we've got folks operating at the strategic level and then we also have teams underneath that need to operate really on a day-to-day -day basis whether it's our development engineers, or whether we've got folks that are going to be working on the on the risk side and collecting information, or our security engineers, how have you seen the alignment occur at the operational level within organizations as well as it pertains to balanced development automation? Well, I think that the the question really is a two part question, right? Is one is the within balance of the product development life cycle where typically your cio is going to be more interested in that or your product your head of product right if you're developing you know software product within the firm right and the other one is externally bound right and so part of the challenges that i see is that the misalignment begins by lack of understanding as to who the end customer really is. If you think of this, and I'll take you back to the, the, the analogy is the, the, the age of the minivan, right? Is we need a minivan idea for software. Why? Because everybody was so worried about designing the, the, the internal companies designing the car for themselves. They forgot who they were really trying to serve. Once you focus on who are you really trying to serve, what is that company or how is that company gonna use your software? Now the shift occurs in how you think about it, right? There will be features and functions and processes that you've never done before because you never focused on the most important thing. And like Stephen Covey said, you know, keep the main thing the main thing. Well, what is the main thing? The actual end customer. So part of what I, suggest companies do is to help them understand who their actual end customer is. In many cases, you have a supply chain of end customers. And ultimately, you have to think of all of them for you to decide, okay, what are the features and functions that I need to worry about from a quality perspective, and that I need to add governance to that. 
the purpose of governance ultimately at Altas is to ensure that you have quality service or quality product at the end of the line that, that meets the objective stated, right? And that doesn't create any punitive or monetary, monetary fine or pain on your end consumer or whoever that end customer is that, that benefits from your product or service. Okay. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. And so the minute we start to focus on who that right customer is, if we back into that now and look at our day-to-day -day operations, everything we do should in some way be contributing some aspect of the total value across this, this chain. And so it opens up a whole conversation on value streams and how we can efficiently be able to deliver that kind of value. Right. And the value being ultimately, if it's from a business perspective, you know, what their needs are and even to the business looking at the external customer and driving towards that. Well, this has been a fascinating conversation, Malu. Thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. Uh, really appreciate it. And uh, just have yourself a wonderful day. You too. Enjoy yourself. Bye. Bye bye. Can't get enough of the balancing act? Make sure to check out our website at www.securitycompass.com and be sure to subscribe to our channel wherever you listen to podcasts for more episodes. Music